Hi, I'm Tim. And I'm Seth. And we're a part of Guaranteed Adventures Podcasts, where the stories might change, but the adventure is guaranteed. We are a group of five that play family-friendly adventures using different tabletop role-playing game systems. Each adventure is run by a different member of the group. From westerns to fantasies, the adventures cover a variety of genres. We release weekly, and our mini-series will never be more than 12 episodes. Our first adventure is a fantasy western called Rattlestead. Follow the Saltpeter boys as they run from a marshal, discover the truth of who betrayed them, and decide what kind of men they want to be, getting into all sorts of shenanigans along the way. Rattlestead uses Tiny Dungeon 2nd Edition by Gallant Knight Games, which is an elegantly streamlined tabletop RPG. Our next adventure, Maplewood, takes place in the Humblewood campaign setting released by Hit Point Press. It follows the Order of the Maple, a group of animals given the task to find a connection between the Scorched Grove and the power of a creation deity. We will use D&D 5e for Maplewood, with some elements unique to the Humblewood setting. Rattlestead is available in its entirety right now. Maplewood will release every Monday beginning March 13th, and you can listen to us through any major podcast platform. For updates and more information, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at GUAdventurePod. We look forward to having you join us on our adventures. You are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Looks like they're going to take on these bandits tonight. <laughs> I hope they are prepared for what's inside. <laughs> these bandits are a lot tougher than the last ones they faced. <laughs> oh, golly gee, Willikers, they're moving so slow. Ah, I'm dying with anticipation. <laughs> Why don't you blow them off the cliff like you did me? Quill, you're back. <laughs> well, I can't blow them down. They don't bounce back like you do. <clears throat> well, as I see it, they won't bounce back, as you say, if they enter those mines. Even with seven of them, they can't match 25 well-armored thugs. Hmm, you may be right. <gasps> Good thing I gathered some of this. My ashes? What are you doing with my ashes? Giving them an edge, of course. Uh, can you remind me why I make ink out of your ashes? Hmm? Uh, that if one of your tomes is damaged or destroyed, they will be restored. Given time. Correct, my newly plumed friend. So, I'm thinking maybe we see how it works on these mortal creatures. Hmm? My guess it would give them some kind of regenerative powers. Or they would go up in flames. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Quill. <laughs> and very fitting as well. <laughs> oh. How so? Well, let's just say that our story is heating up. Will our heroes handle the heat? Or will they get burned? In Chapter 54... Come, ye little bandits. <laughs> Welcome, Tomies, to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. My name is DM Dave, and to the left, we have... Henley! Boudreau? Garoth and Lila! Roscoe! And Finmir! All right, so last time... The group has made a new friend, Emery, a dragonborn werebear? Yay! Com <laughs> confusion is all around. He, How can such a creature be friendly? In control of her monstrous side? Well, some of the group seem to think so. Lila and Garatha sure do. And they let Emery head back to the hollow to see if she can save Vorast, her father, from the were-disease fate. And to deliver a long overdue letter to Willow. <laughs> the group then heads out, back to the back on the mission to save Bellerin, Rochelle, and of course, Mendrick. <laughs> <laughs> During the travels, Fenrir has 
has noticed that there are they are being followed by what or who? They make it to the mines late at night. Henley sneaks down and finds out information about a mole, about a possible mole in the hollow, Slicky Ricky, and that many of the miners have barricaded themselves behind a large steel door inside. While she was gone, Roscoe wills and deals with, his, with our favorite salesman. She then returns to the group, and they decide that now is the time to strike. <laughs> okay, one little housekeeping thing that we need to cover is we found out that uh, Henley and Roscoe already unlocked level one on their rings. So we had to do some renegotiating here. And we decided that the deal with Swindle is that Roscoe unlocked level two. So he now he has message. And he got an extra health potion with that as well. So now he's got a total of three that he received from Swindell. And Henley decided to pay the extra 25 to unlock message as well. So she's a level two. Roscoe's a level two. Fenner's at level one. And Boudreaux and Lila, they just have jewelry. It's pretty much what they got. <laughs> and now, just to clarify, I can only message with other level twoers, correct? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. I still need to adjust it because I am going to adjust the capability of message since it's only with one or the other that I think I'm going to upgrade the footage of it because generally message is just 120 feet and I'm thinking about making it about 300 feet instead. Do it. Okay. It's done then. (laughs) Do they still have to be in eyesight? I would, as long as... They're wearing the ring. I think as long as they're wearing the ring, I think it's... Like a glorified walkie-talkie, I'm pretty much going to use it as. You can talk between each other. All right, so you guys are now climbing down the cliff face. It was about 80 feet. I'm not going to have you guys roll anything just because you guys know you need to be quiet. You guys need to make your way down, and you're being as careful as could be. You guys get down there. It takes probably about 45 minutes for everybody to make it down. Of course, you don't all want to use the same rope. Ahurla does get herself down. Um, She uses her crossbows to kind of ease her way down of it. She attaches this little attachment that has rope on it and eases her way down the cliff edge. Um, Is that like the the grappling hooks from the Phantom Menace? Yeah. Beautiful. (laughs) I want one. No. (laughs) From Batman. (laughs) One's cooler than the other, let's just say that. Which we both know that the boys we'll which one prefer. We'll leave up to the listeners. But <laughs> Use your imagination. Choose wisely. <laughs> <laughs> and as you guys start sneaking your way towards the bandits, you guys climb down the rocky edge and all to, and you're all together now down below. You all start sneaking along to get closer to the bad guys, to the bandits. All of a sudden you feel something fall upon you. It seems like ash from a fire. As it touches your skin, it glows red hot and disappears under your skin. You feel a pleasant warmth go through your body, Ooh, like yeah. taking a pee that you've been holding for hours. Why do you have to do that? What is a scripter? At the time, that's all I could think about. But you know what? Guess what I had to do. (laughs) (laughs) And just as sudden as that feeling came, it vanishes. I am now going to introduce a new mechanic to my players here. This is called Chaos Points. So... Each one of you are going to have three chaos points. What these are is they give you a plus one for every point you use. You can only use one one at a time for any kind of dice roll. The dice roll that you can use it on is attacks, saves, or skill checks. You cannot use them on damage rolls initiatives, or dice-offs. As I mentioned, you can only use one point at a time. So if you roll a six, uh, 
16, we'll say, you can just add one to it. But that's not all you can do with it. You can also help an ally. So if that ally uses theirs and they're not quite there, you can give one to that ally. However, only one ally can help a friend. So we can't stack six extra points on the correct over here. Correct. These are going to kind of help. Um, they're like think of them as mini DM inspiration points. So if they're not quite up to the DM inspiration advantage die, these are like little things that I can give give to you here and there. Um, with that this being solemn gives to them, <laughs> pretty much solemn gives to them. That's why they're chaos points. Um, checkpoint. Check check. Yes. Do these replenish or is it just three and then you're done? Yes, they do replenish. And so as you guys use them, I will give you more. Like I said, they're like mini DM inspiration things that as you guys do unique, clever things, I can. these are easy things that I can reward you that aren't to that caliber of that was amazing, here's a DM. So they're midway between inspiration. Correct. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do they disappear? Like no. a certain time limit? No. No. You and have them, a max of three. Can we only have three at a time or can we have more? No, three is max. Three is the max. So if you don't use them, I can't give them to you. So before you do something cool, use your points so that you can get something cool back. That's or if right. you have a really big spell that you really need to hit. <laughs> right. Because these are new, because this is a new mechanic that I'm trying out, I am um, holding rights to change it if we need to later on. If I need to like bump it up that you can use more, we can, and different scenarios. Um, as we come to certain situations, we may have to discuss whether they can be used at that point or not. The big thing is um, if I already said the fate of what happened, you can't add it. But before, you can for the record, I thought we broke an alarm, so this is good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope. We set off a trap. I was like, it's going to go under our skin and it's going to start burning. But so I know, exactly. I was like, I was like I'm pretty sure like, the scarecrows were on the other entrance. <laughs> <laughs> why we came to this one. Okay. <laughs> As you guys are sneaking up, though, you will need to roll me some stealth checks. Here we go. And we're oh, at nighttime, are you, I'm right? Using... Yes. Oh, advantage. Thank you. I was going to give you guys advantage because it's nighttime. Thank you, because I was about to use my lucky stone. <laughs> wow, much better. Um. Okay, Henley. 19 plus 7. Okay, good. 12. 12. 19. Good. 9. Nine. Okay. 21. 21. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. Well, Roscoe got the lowest. Do we need to roll for Kath and Herla? I did roll for them. Okay. They, they succeeded as well. Because these ones are kind of group things. So everybody passed. Okay. How close are you guys? Okay. I guess let's discuss the plan. You guys are sneaking up on them. What is it that you guys want to do? There's two. There's Biggs and Wedge sitting out front, and they seem pretty big, burly men. For the record, yeah, I don't know that I can harm these two. <laughs> <laughs> Word. So, um, it's but um, so how far away are we at this point? As of right now, you're probably about eighty feet away. Okay, and they just switched, right? Correct. Okay. While Henley was down there investigating, that's when they did the switch. I, as Henley, have a suggestion. What if we used one of your boom arrows and then drew everybody out, but then they would have to come out in a funnel because we could block the front. So we wouldn't... Because in the cave, we could easily get surrounded by bad guys. And I can put, like, my thorns out on the ground so they have to pass by it and it makes them um, hurt, yeah. Um, I'm, uh, yes. I got a big axe. But <laughs> I would like, let's take out, I'm not going to do it with both the guards 
because I don't want the more we can eliminate now. Then so let's let's take out one of the guards and then I'll use it on the second guard so we only have one guard to worry about while everyone is coming out. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So maybe Fenrir and I can you know and Herla can pew pew. I mean, I from can, a distance. I can pew pew too. And and you. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much everybody but me. Let's be honest. And, and Kath. She's like, I can, I can lob my lat- axe from here. <laughs> <laughs> ching, ching, ching. Cats I can just, play cornhole with my you. axe. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea, though. Um, try and draw them out, and we can kind of <gasps> take out as many as we can and from the cave. However, it would up. also eliminate any sort of element of surprise of us going into the cave. True. Whereas if we go into the cave and we're picking them off two or three at a time... So it's a good idea, but there is the opposite side of that is that element of surprise will be gone. What do you think? You're a leader. I'm, <laughs> I think if we can eliminate these two fast enough, let's at least get into the cave quietly. And then if we get to a point further in where we know we're about to somewhere where we can draw them out. We can do it from there. Um, I'm just worried about them surrounding us. Because yeah. we, they have numbers on their side. No, I agree. But I also, like, I just worry about if we pull all 25 out right now, are we going to win that battle? Uh, yeah. But if we, if we can get in and we can eliminate two or three here and two or three there... And then we get to that point where we know if we turn left, they can come up from the right. You know, if we come to a fork or something, find a way to draw them there where we know we've got a solid lane behind us to escape. I can make creepy whispers, make them go somewhere else, yeah? Creepy whispers are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have my fog cloud spell if we need to get away. Let's see, so I think... I have an orc. Let's... <laughs> Boudreaux giggles and like elbows you. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Keth just goes. Mm. <laughs> Let's get Heard into the. my name. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's get into the cave quietly and kind of get a better idea of what we're dealing with inside. And then if we find a good, good strong standpoint where we can draw them and we know we've got our exit covered as well as we've got an advantage or whatever then we can draw them through that way. Okay. Is that reasonable? Go team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Fenrir and I take the guard on the right, and Roscoe and Hurla take the guard on the left? Yeah, that works for me. Okay. Make your... Am I going after Biggs or Wedge? This is important. Okay, you'll go after Wedge. <laughs> and we're going after Biggs. Okay. Roll to attack. Because I should be able to hit him from here. I have 150 range. Well, 600 we at disadvantage. 80 feet, so. It should all be advantage. Okay, so. Is this that advantage? No. Okay. Or it'll be. Hmm. I'd say give it advantage. Just because they have torches out there, they they can see, they, but they can't see you, and you have time to aim. Okay. My first roll was way better. That was 22 and, to hit. And Herla's me. attacking too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me and Herla are going after Wedge. On the left, Henley and Fenrir are going after Biggs on the right. Max damage. Hurla does have to sneak up a little bit more mm-hmm. so she can get a better shot, which she passes. They don't seem to notice her. All right, those four bigs, which was... Henley, what'd you get? 22. Okay, that hits. And uh, 12 damage. Nice. Fenrir. Does a 18 hit? It does. And five damage. Okay, what'd you get at there, Roscoe? 22. Okay, that's a hit. For nine damage. 
And I will say that I almost misjudged my bolt getting it in, but because of advantage, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> that was nine damage, right, Roscoe? Yeah. He was just thinking of Selenor and it slipped. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you see two small bolts. They go straight, but two of them hit with a wedge there. And Biggs gets nailed with arrows. And they kind of fall back against the rocks and they go, Ow! What was that? We're under attack! We're under attack! Okay. That's so much for surprise. Didn't kill him. Not enough damage. Okay. Can we ready another shot? Yeah. Roll initiative. And we're going to roll group initiative. Oh, right. <gasps> I just oh. had an idea, but it's too late. I should have commanded them to be quiet. <laughs> be quiet. Silence! Silence! Silencio! Silence. Huh? <laughs> and then you should have followed up with Okay, I rolled a five. I'll roll first and we'll go around the table. Six. Okay. You guys are first. Yes. So, what do you do? Uh, I want to ask Keth if I can ride on his shoulders. (laughs) Okay. He holds down his hand and... I run up. (laughs) Helps you up on the shoulders. And he... We go. We go. Okay. (laughs) And he dashes. So he gets 20 feet up. Yes. Uh, Boudreaux, you said you wanted to go next. Yeah. So um, tell me, how far away am I from the entrance of the cave? 80 feet. So I'm going to go as close as I can to the entrance. Okay. 25 feet closer. Okay. <laughs> and um, then I'm going to cast. I put my arms up and raise some scary-looking vines that look all thorny, but they're camouflaged. So you tell me what they look like, honestly. And Spell time. Spell time. This is spike growth. I've used it once before, but specially. So this is a concentration spell up to 10 minutes. And the ground in a 20-foot radius centered on a point within range at the entrance. As long as it's visible. Yeah. Within range, twists and sprouts, hard spikes and thorns. The area becomes difficult terrain for the duration. When a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels. And the transformation of the ground is camouflaged to look natural. Any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a wisdom or perception check against your spell save DC to recognize the terrain as hazardous before entering it. Okay. And what's your spell DC? I don't know. 15. Just to clarify, you're doing it from the entrance... Inward, right? Yeah. From the mouth, that actually goes in a circle. So it would hit the platform of it as well. Yeah, that's Kay. fine. So Boudreaux spell uh, did spike growth. Keth and Lila are running up. Let's get our ranged attacks. Okay, Henley rolled a modded 20 to hit, and I'm also moving 30 feet with my movement. Okay, I'll have you guys keep track of where you guys are located. Okay. So you're 50 feet 50 away. feet away. Boudreaux, you're 55 feet away. Or, yeah, getting to those points. Okay, so Henley, you do hit. You're shooting at and the same guy. And 10 damage. Same guy, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, Biggs. Okay, Roscoe. He's still up? Still up. Oh, gosh. We're going to die. <laughs> 18 to hit. Okay, that's a hit. I did say these guys were bigger guys. <laughs> Seven damage. Seven damage. Okay. Fenrir. I'm going after Biggs and does a 21 hit. Going after Biggs? That's right. You were after yes, Biggs. Yes, so. I'm after Biggs. That's right. Yes, 21 hits. And four damage. Okay. You see Biggs collapse on that one. I <sighs> also said no. Sorry. I was going to move just up 25 oh. feet. Okay. Oh, agreed. Same thing. Okay. So you're moving your full length. Fenrir? So, yeah, I'm going to be 45 feet away. Okay. And Roscoe is 55 feet away. Correct. Yep. Perla takes a shot, misses once, hits with the other. Go. Poor damage. Do I still get my action this time? Or yes. no, because I'm moving. Okay. Yes, you'll be able to get there. We'll have you last here. No, that's fine. 
So Wedge is still up, but he's in very much pain. Lots of bolts sticking out of him. Lots of bolts sticking out of him. Okay. Keth does the running. Lila, what do you do? Um, You're about 20 feet away from him now. I want to use one of my javelins. Okay. And I'm going to throw it. Throw it away. No, I don't hit anything. That's a two. Oh, I didn't mean literally. Just <laughs> 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 getting used to riding Keth into battle. Yeah, I am. It's okay. weird. It's weird, Crack, guys. Practice shot. <laughs> he stumbles a little bit. Ugh. Just yeah, just as he stumbles, I go to throw it. Ah, you, you like yeah, hit him no. with the stick as you pull it out. Um, Whack. <laughs> Uses oh. it as a toothpick. <laughs> yeah, so that would only be a nine total. Yeah, that oh, one's a miss. Pick his nose a little Okay. <laughs> it is now the bandit's turn. Okay, you see Wedge. He's seeing all these moving things coming towards him. He doesn't see details, but he does tell something's coming, of course. He has bolts and arrows inside of him as well. <laughs> he goes around and starts running in. Yes. What is your thorn damage? Oh, I was like, why are you pointing at me? I'm scared. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, no, you're roll. <laughs> does he know it's there? I think he's too panicked okay. to really to even, even roll for it. Yeah. He's on survival mode right now. Sweet. And you see him collapse. But you do hear a bunch of commotion coming out. It takes them a minute. So we're going to roll initiative again. Just beat a two. Six. Yep. (laughs) Boom. Okay, you guys are up again. You guys hear a lot of commotion, um, especially Lila and Garatha. You guys are closer in. Mm -hmm. You guys can see that there seems to be about four torches coming towards you. Can we tell kind of roughly how far in they are? They seem to be about 40, let's go 30 feet. And this cave entrance, just a reminder, is about a 10 by 10 opening. So it's pretty big. Does it, can we tell, like, does it curve right inside the door? Is it pretty straight going in for a little bit? Lila and Grotha would be able to tell that they came, two came from the, from it looked like came from a left side and two came from the right side. So it almost seems like it forks down about 40 feet in. But they are now 30 feet away from the entrance. So with my minor illusion, it says that I can create like create sounds or like a smaller object. Can I create an image of like a halfling or a gnome that's like... I don't know, 20 feet into the cave right there. Because it's a smaller creature, technically. Mm, I would say, yeah. Yes. I think that's that's all right. I also want to, like, let them know, kind of signal them that, that what I saw. Like, okay. them coming down. Okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Can I, like, let them know what I see? D- did you tell me a number that I could see so far? Four. Four of them so far. At least four so, torches coming. Which so, you can see about four people, awesome. and they seem pretty pretty armed. So I want to relay the information to you guys, and then I think we should decide from there after that what we're, what's happening. Does that work? Yes. That's yeah. Is there anything around that we could take cover? <clears throat> there's some like large boulders and stuff you boulders could... boulders and stuff that yeah. I could duck behind? Yeah, and there's some uh, smaller trees and bushes and stuff you could hide behind as well. Can I climb up one? Uh, the trees wouldn't be... Okay. Quite big enough for, big enough for me to climb. Yeah. They're more like large bushes. <laughs> so I think at that point, having heard the information from Garatha, kind of what's going on, uh, Ross was going to say, I think we've got some people coming up the tunnel um, and we don't want to completely reveal our numbers quite yet. So I think Fenrir, Henley, and Hurla should go hide behind trees or rocks and kind of shoot from a distance. I'll stay up here with these guys and we'll kind of, you know, be the the face of the fight. And that way maybe they only think there's the three of us that can focus on us a little bit. You guys can peg them from 
Boudreaux can do whatever Boudreaux wants. <laughs> Boudreaux can heal if anyone gets severely damaged and or hide behind a bush so that he can maintain concentration on his spikes. Yep. Oh, that's true. I was just going to shoot someone, but yeah. Okay. I mean, you can shoot someone as well from <clears throat> behind a bush or a tree. I am the bush. <laughs> but you see, if we keep Boudreaux in a bush, is that like you? You're like the barrel there. No, no, I'm a sagebrush, and so I like roll around. <laughs> a tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And then I'll just occasionally pop out and, and go be an arrow, like rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> yeah. Keep that Boudreaux rolling. Roll back. And then at that point, so that's what I'm going to suggest. And then I'm going to put, actually put my bow away and pull out my glaive mm-hmm. so that I can be more damageable. I'm going to move closer to the point where I'm, because I'm just outside of the range of the thorns. Okay. I am going behind a rock or a bush to not be seen, which will probably maybe take 10 feet of my movement. I don't know. Did we know that the thorns were there? You would have to roll a, unless Boudreaux no, no, it shouts. The people that <clears throat> saw it know it's there. And saw it being laid there? Yeah. Okay. I imagine it being like a shimmer on the ground and well, then. Also assume at the point the- where we saw Wedge going back in and dying. Yeah. That Boudreaux would have said something like, that's me. <laughs> I would have probably There's recognized it. <laughs> no, 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 guys. <laughs> or like. I recognize those spikes. Mm, bad memories. <laughs> yeah. I know that. All right, so everybody's readying their action. Yes. To attack mm-hmm. with their yes. arrows. Mm-hmm. Question. Yes. Yes. I, I actually, um, are they gonna? Are they within sixty feet, or will they be? Or like, what's the, right now? You are fifty feet away. If they come out to where Wedge and Biggs were s- standing, then yes, they would be within sixty feet. Then I'm gonna ready a spell. Okay, is it going to affect your concentration on the thorn spikes? Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Just wanted to make sure. I'm, I'm going to Also, let... is there any boulders within 20 feet of the cave? Yeah. Okay, I want to hide behind one of those boulders so mm-hmm. that when I'm 30 feet okay. from the entrance so I can use my extra damage. Okay. And it's the first person you're shooting at. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. And I'm going to um, lean down to Kath and whisper as Lila's like, watch this. And that's when my little person's going to pop up. Perfect. Okay. So you guys have, Lila Garatha, you have placed the little halfling there in a fighting stance. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else has taken cover, getting ready to shoot once people come. Welcome to Tomes of the Chaos Bard Mid-Show Break. I'm your host, Rupert Bumpkin, from the Rocky Talkie Gnome Radio Network. First item of business is the five-star reviews. Remember that Solemn will give you a shout-out and read your review on Solemn's column. Then he will review your review. It's great fun! Second is the Ko-Fi. This is our Patreon merchandise store. You can purchase keychains, coloring pages, and MP3s of our song. You can also commission to feed the cast or write a letter to Dear Boudreaux. If you are interested in becoming a patron, there are three tiers, each with varying rewards, including a full post show, DM Dave's deep dives, and coloring activity book with exclusive art. Go to ko-fi.com slash tomes of the chaos bard. That is ko-fi, K-O-F-I.com forward slash tomes of the chaos bard. And help us grow. And last but not least, the biggest way you can help us is share us with your friends and family. That is all, folks. Back to the show. People come. Keth saw the things, and he kind of hesitated and stuff, and he actually he doesn't know what it is, but he does talk to you, Lila. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what was that? Magical pokey pokes. Don't get into it. No. <laughs> <laughs> magical, magical pokey pokes. <clears throat> I'm just going to say, thorns, that really hurt. Don't go in there. You would know from experience. I would know from experience. <laughs> you could say it's a How? touchy subject. Where's <laughs> <laughs> the geese when you need them? Hurley <laughs> 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 shoots it. <laughs> hey, We're I having was, geese tonight. Right on point, Kate. Okay? <laughs> right on point. 
I know. It was funny. That was another pun. That was the point. (laughs) It was sharp. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. So you see these people start running out. They just saw a wedge collapse at the beginning of the tunnel. You see them start slowing down. And you you hear muffles. You don't hear any conversations. Well, they would probably see Keth there because he's pretty big, mm-hmm. kind of standing outside. They well, also, see, they also see the halfling. They do see the halfling there too, wedged down on the ground, dead. Oh, can he be positioned? Can he be positioned, the little halfling? Can he be positioned by wedge? Yeah, that'll yeah. be fine. Let's do that. And you see them. What's the... They had to make a, make a perception check. A wisdom or perception check against the spell's DC. Okay. You see, like, two of them just start darting off. Like, to the vines? To the, to the little halfling there. Mm-hmm. And you hear one of them from behind is like, Stop, you fools! Look at the ground! And they kind of look down at the ground and they're just like, Fall back! If they want in here, they can come in here themselves. Do you hear me out there? I don't know how many of there are of you, but we got about 25 guys in here. You better just move on. That's 23. (laughs) (laughs) Please let Please say the guy laughs like that too. <laughs> He's like, Cass uh, definitely laughs. <laughs> he doesn't understand what's going on. I tell him. I tell him for sure. Like translating. <laughs> what is it that you want? You to die. <laughs> I was like, so I'm like, we're here for the miners. You want them released? That would be ideal. Well, they're kind of being. Held until we get our demands met. And what are your demands? The demands is the deed waiting for Joanna to show up with the deed to her enterprise. Give him a fake one. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. I have a counter proposal. (laughs) We don't kill you. (laughs) You give us the miners and we'll let you leave. You will let, we're quite comfortable in here. And I think the miners are quite comfortable in here as well. And since you decided to take out two of my men, I think I'm going to go take out two of the miners. How far away is he? He is probably about 30 feet into the cave. Can I throw a hand axe? You sure can. Cool. He does have two people standing in front of him, the two that were running out. What about all of our prepared attacks? You're, they're not in. Um, they're still in, still in the cave. in the cave. Okay. Yeah, because your trigger was once they came out. And we can't see them at all, right? No. You just hear them. And, and we're 30 were, feet away, so we probably only hear, like, Echoes are mumbling. And to get to cover, you guys kind of had to go to the sides and stuff. Can I hit him? Yeah. Or do I have uh, to hit somebody in front of him? There's two people in front of him. I'd, I'd say you got a, a good enough shot. Kay. He's about 30. Well, you're about, you're still 20 feet um, outside the cave, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's about 50 feet away from you. That, well, that's fine. Okay. Um, I'd, I'd have to roll a disadvantage though, huh? Yes. Okay. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Henley did find out that all the miners that are still alive are behind a steel door, so he's bluffing. Can I, am I in talking dis... <gasps> Roscoe, message. <laughs> I message you and say... Okay, this yes. axe is, the hand oh, axe is it. being thrown. That's fine. Okay. It's a non-natural 20. Okay, that's a hit. Okay, and then Even I a disadvantage, to... nice. Uh, yeah, the, the, uh... If it was a regular one, it would have been 27, so. <laughs> um, that's one. Uh, 
That's max damage. It's 11. Mm. Kathunk. While Lila Garatha throws well, that axe. axe. Like, my ring starts vibrating. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Henley here. <laughs> you push a button on the bottom or something. Click it with your I was like, I overheard the guards that all the surviving miners are behind a steel door. He's bluffing. Excellent. <laughs> and thunk. Ow. Thunk ow. <laughs> Where's it hit him? Uh, it probably hits him in the thigh, we'll say. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Ah. Men, get everybody. We're going to go kill all the miners now. You three stay here. I'm going. And I can't see him at all. <laughs> like, would your name happen to be Cloth Dez? He doesn't answer and he goes in. What a hoe. You should have yelled, I know you're bluffing. Okay. <laughs> you, Lila, you still see three guys there and they seem to slowly be backing up keeping an eye on the entrance what do you guys do i need the vines to come down at some point that'd be great <gasps> but my second level spell okay <laughs> so at this point i'm probably going to turn back to everyone now that they've kind of they're retreating a little bit most of their groups left and they've just got the three of them that are casually backing up and stuff so i'll probably message um, Henley, so I'm not yelling to everyone and you know mm-hmm. throwing things off. They're going to attempt to kill the miners. Um, I know they're behind that door, he said, but at this point, I think they're going to do everything they can to try and get through it. So we probably. But when I overheard them, they said they had done everything they could to get through the door. Well, now they're really angry, though. Maybe we can trap them there. It's a possibility. Well, we kill the ones that are left there and then follow them? Yeah, that's probably going to be the best bet. Which means, will you, um, I mean, you guys can come out. You want to round everyone up, and Boudreaux needs to de spike a 5 area. Uh, can I taunt the ones in there? Yeah. Saying, What are you, chicken? Because he never hid, by the way. (laughs) Scared of something? Come get us. You should tell him there's only so many of us. Like, there's only three of us or whatever. I'm just going to leave it at that. Because there's a big orc that's good enough to, like, I don't know what they are. What are they? What do they look like? Um, It's too far away to really tell. But they're not as big as an orc. Oh, no. They're okay. not as big as an orc. No. So that would still probably scares people, just orc saying. alone probably scares them a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Henley, you should put a light down there, because if I can see them, I can just... They do them. have torches. Mm-hmm. You just have to get closer in order to well, see them better. Well, he never hid. Oh, well, yeah, I never hid. So. But you didn't say you moved closer. <clears throat> okay. So if I move closer, I can command them to move forward. Yes, do it. So... Good. What word are you going to use? March. March where? Come. Okay. <laughs> Come with Come my children. bandits. <laughs> I'll take you away. <laughs> Into a land of spike grove. <laughs> and he's doing a ballerina dance. <laughs> okay, what, what is the one word right? command? That's just come? So he'll move forward and then he'll Onward. Say, come. Okay. Or just... They have to roll. It's only to one of them, right? It's not multiple. Let me check. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's This is also another second level spell. So <laughs> you, spell time. Okay, you look that up. You look that up on what it does. What do you do? Okay, at, at this point, Fenrir. I want to move, try to move as close to the entrance as I can to see them by trying to maintain cover. If I can, if I can't, then so be it. And I want to take my shot. Okay. So you're just getting get in range to shoot. Yep. Henley? I will follow behind Fenrir, but I'm not getting in it in to shoot. Because I don't want them to know how many of us there are. Okay. Roscoe. I mean I'm just waiting at this point for because I don't want I'm right at the edge of the shimmer. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm ready to go in, but I'm not 
going to go in until the shimmer is de-shimmering. Okay. Boudreaux, back to you. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to put them down. So I'm going to take my spikes down. Okay. You see the shimmer disappear. Fenrir, go ahead and take your shot. Does a 23 hit? It does. For seven damage. Okay. You hit one, but they's, they're still standing. Keth's going to move forward at that point. Like, yep. Let's go. Keth is charging in. He can't quite reach them unless he dashes, but he's not ready to dash. Mm-mm. Does the opening, is it tall enough for him? Yeah, to get it's in? tall okay. enough for him. He's not over 10. Many, I didn't know if I needed to get down. Mm-hmm. As far as the opening goes and the tunnel and stuff, because it, like, how many people shoulder to shoulder could go down? If you wanted to get tight with not a lot of room to attack, probably about four of them. Okay. You could fit four, but that's shoulder to shoulder kind of. Right. So if we went, went in two Because it's about 10 foot wide. Though, two and two would be fine. Would be all right. Okay. Yeah. So I'll probably, I'm going to walk up with um, Kath. And I'll okay. just stay at his side, but stay ready to go. Well, you can share the same space as Kath, too, so... I can't share the same space because I'm a munchkin. Right. You can. Lightning Groth necessarily can't. Well, now that you're on your shoulders, you, you are. <laughs> right. But it is, you have to duck. I you have do, to duck. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was kind of hunched over anyways. <laughs> you do have to hunch down a little bit. Okay. Okay. Let's roll another initiative. Group a two again. Yeah, six. Dang it. Okay. That's three sixes, guys. <laughs> oh, we're not using all our good luck on initiative. Right. <laughs> all right. What do you guys do? So, and as you guys are entering, you can hear that that guy that you hit with an axe just going down. Does and he you still just have my axe or my axe fall? He d- took, it out of, okay. took it out of his leg. But you, you hear him just yelling alarm as as he's going down. So where are we? I mean... So you are now, so from the cave entrance all the way down, there's about 40 feet before the the cave splits, forks off, one to the left, one to the right. You are now about 20 feet in, so there's 20 feet before it forks. Those bandits are probably about 10 feet away from the forks, Making you guys ten feet. Okay. Which away from fork that. did he go down? He went down the left one. Okay. Can I use my whip, or do we have to get off to use my whip? You'd probably have to get down to That's use your whip to do much of any combat at this point if you're hunched over. Okay. So, what is the order for you guys this this round? Um. I like the middle. I'll probably go first. Okay. Then Keth, Lila. Lila, Grotha. That's fine. Boudreaux. Oh, I can be getting... I I want to get down, so I can use my movement. Correct. Right. To do that, and then Keth has a little bit more. But that's okay. In this scenario, can I use my movement separate from my action? Like, can we do them at two separate times? Or do yeah. you have to do it? Okay. Yeah. Just and a- then it would probably be Fenrir, right, next... Okay, so so far I have Roscoe, Keth, Lila, then Fenrir. That works. Is it an action to loot a body? Yeah, it okay. would. <laughs> we'll do that in a second. We'll get Boudreaux. Boudreaux? Then probably Henley. I don't know what Henley's going to do yet, but... <laughs> Henley, Boudreaux and then we'll out? add Hurla at the end. Boudreaux's probably freaking out now. Okay. Roscoe. What are you doing? Um, I just want to clarify one thing, make sure that I, because it's been a minute since I've used this. Uh, the opportunity attack. Uh, when you are wielding a glaive, blah, 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 or other creatures provoke an opportunity attack from you when they enter your reach. Does that mean if I approach them as well, or is it just if they approach me? Approach you. Okay. Cheers. That's all I needed. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go towards the guy that's been shot already. Okay. And I am going to attack him with my glaive. Go for it. Oh, I need the 21st one. 
That is an 18 to hit. That is a hit. That is four damage. Ooh. Okay, you see him go down. Oh, is the zero a 10? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let me rephrase that. That is 14 damage. <laughs> still. It's still dead. That's a lot more, though. <laughs> Why would they add a zero to this die? It's a good job. Sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> but it's a 14 damage, sir. Okay. That's, that's a little better. <laughs> Only a little bit. Only a little bit. Okay. Now we'll move on to... Did you say he... he He's down. Bleh. Yeah, he, he died. Keth runs up, and he takes a swing at one of them. Oh, yeah, that guy's destroyed. He rolled a natural 20. Ooh. <laughs> but Keth has another move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he rolled really high on that one, too. <laughs> so we're going to say that Keth took, like, a golf swing, and he hit the first one, knocking it into the next one, and pinning them both against the wall. Can I give him a high five? Oh, yeah. Yes. And Boozer's eyes just go wide like, oh, boy. That's why I don't mess with orcs. And you hear Herla, that's why he's on our side. (laughs) (laughs) I just go, yeah! (laughs) 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 You just hear that echo. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Booch is a little bit more scared of Lila, too. (laughs) Okay. As of right now, you hear a bunch of commotion coming down that left side. Like coming towards us? Or just just tell that there's noise down there? There's noise going down there. Hearing a bunch of different voices. One voice saying, get get your arms ready. Get your weapons. I want to head that way. We have intruders. We, I think we have one more person in front of us. No, still. I thought he said there was three of them, and he knocked two of them out. He killed two of them. Oh, he okay. had two attacks. Okay. Keth has two attacks. Um, we did. I would like to loot before we move on. Okay, you you'll have that. to wait till your next turn because you already did your action. Okay, well, no, that's fine. I just wasn't sure if we, how that was working. Okay, no, yeah. Good. And I'm so a, it's still... Uh, oh, yeah. Hen, uh, not Henley. Lila. Lila. You still have dash. a turn. Well, so I'm a high five, and then I'm going to mm-hmm. run... To, I'm going to dash down that. Okay. You start dashing down there, which is 60. Mm, be 50. 50. 50. Does Keth still have his movement? He still does. Does he follow her? He'll follow. Yeah, I'm in but charge. But he can't dash. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's only 30 feet. He's like 20 feet behind me. 20, yeah. What? Um, I think the moment Lila dashes, I think Boudreaux is going to like put his hand forward as if he was going to stop her. And then it's obviously too late, and he's just kind of like, mm, puts his hands down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because you're still outside the cave too, right? Okay. So is Henley. Yeah. I think the majority of you are still 25 feet outside. 25, 20 feet outside. Well, I'm, I had to be like this. I'm on an, an like adrenaline rush right now and super happy about being an orc, guys. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm sure Garoth is just like, heck yeah, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Definitely had a, a large push motivation to go down there. Okay. So, Lila, you start heading down there. You see... Um, you're, Garotha's is familiar with these caves. Mm-hmm. Garotha knows that down the left... And this could change your thought of going heading down that direction. Okay. Because this is information Garotha would know. Mm-hmm. Going left, you know that there's that's where they store the mining equipment mm-hmm. and where the miners sleep. Going down the right side... You know that's where all the mine tunnels are. You are familiar with that big steel door down mm-hmm. there. You know that there's a really old dwarf that was up here way before you guys came up here. And he's been kind of helping you guys find what veins are worth doing. Mm-hmm. Very grumpy. Wants you kind of out of the mines, but because of previous agreements that he had with the previous adventures mm-hmm. that were here, he's helping these people begrudgingly the one kind of helping with that is a guy named Thorin Steelhammer who is a good friend of Drakaris kind of helping things stay in there the, guy, the old dwarf his name is Melorin and he or Melorin and Bellerin are they Melanor oh, okay I was like are they brothers <laughs> <laughs> Melanor 
and you know he's just a grumpy old coot. But he's made himself a home there, and that's why there's that steel door there. Oh, gotcha. And uh, that's a ways, a ways away. So if that changes your, your plans, that's the, okay. The person that I shot, that I got my... They went down the left side. Correct. Which all the commotion, you can guess that they maybe have uh, stayed over there. No, I'm still going to go down the left side because okay. I want to go after that guy. Perfect. You, with your 50 feet of movement, you are getting close to the first uh, turnoff, mm-hmm. which is where the mining supplies is. And that's where you, it's a well-lit room in that room. And that's where you hear a lot of the commotion. Okay. Can I back up against a wall once I get there? Yeah, sure. Okay. Would he be familiar with that too, or just me? Garotha would definitely be more familiar. I wouldn't imagine Roscoe went inside. Okay. He may be, he may have done some escorting from the hollow to the mines and back, but never really inside. Yes. Um, if it's outside of my turn, that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. But can I, as she has decided to run down the hall, <coughs> message Henley and say she's running, come inside. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> that That's fine. You do have still about 15 feet of movement, come. if you would like to use that. Yeah, I will just kind of start making my way down that way as well. Perfect. Boudreaux, your turn. Okay, you so just, just saw Lila yeah. take off. You don't see her anymore. Okay. Roscoe follows behind. Uh, Keth follows behind. Mm. They took out the three bad guys there. Simple, simple, easy peasy. Mm-hmm. They're no longer seen. Um, that's what you see so far. You're 20 feet away from the entrance. What do you do? I don't think he knows what to do. Okay. I think he might just kind of wait for... Does he freeze and just wait? Like, because the person ahead of me is Fenrir, right? I, I would be moving forward into the cave. Henley, following after Lila. Henley's following behind. Yeah, I think. Okay, and Herla's there too. Are you guys dashing? You no. probably not. I still don't know what's going on in the cave necessarily, so I'm not dashing. But you did get the message from Roscoe. Oh, you're right. Okay, I am dashing. And if Boudreaux <laughs> is still in front of me, I am going to grab his hand. And yeah. take him in. Grab his hand and or Boudreaux. grab his beard. <laughs> no, 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 no. My beard is a lot shorter. It's more like grabbing his wrist, not holding hands. I'm grabbing. I want to hold your hand. No, no. <laughs> That's why he thinks she smells like roses. No. I grab his wrist and just give him a tug in. Yeah, so he'll run with you then. Okay. Um, because of Boudreaux, he only can run 50 feet. I will only go as fast as Boudreaux then, I think. Okay. Herla. Body system. Okay. Herla <laughs> yeah, sees, sees you guys take off. She's right behind you guys. So, Lila, you're against the wall. Mm-hmm. And you're hearing lots of commotion going on. You h- hear kind of heavy footsteps coming. Goom, 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 goom. And out from around the corner, you see this just big, burly, burly dwarf. Big old. Like, he's pretty big tall for a dwarf and he's pretty heavy roll me a perception check nope I crit fail okay of course I do because I use that (laughs) because you use that I've only crit failed one other time in this entire podcast (laughs) okay he seems to run past you but he sees the the Roscoe and the and the orc, Keth. And you see him just dart toward him. You see two more people come running by. And we'll save that for next time as we get recording. Okay, thank you guys for listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Here we are. The, these next couple <laughs> episodes are probably going to be battle heavy, so get ready for that, because uh, I'm sure not. <laughs> I'm so excited! <laughs> We'd like to give a big shout out to D.A. Nichols for writing our songs and music here on Tomes of the Chaos Bard. If you would please check out her TTRPG, Shields of Power. It's there on drivethroughrpg.com. It's a fun little adventure that you guys have and very entertaining. Another shout out to Monument Studios, freesound.org, Realmwalker, and and tabletop audio for supplying extra sound effects and music. With that, I am DM Dave, and to the right I have... 
Fenrir. Rascal. Lila Garatha. Boudreaux. And Henley. And until next time, we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye. This is off record, but this is a fun... As you listen to to it, I have a reason why this happened. So. It's it's Quill as he blew through the air and burned no! up. No! <laughs> I like Quill. Well, he's not dead. He's a phoenix feather. He regenerates. But somebody, Just the feather, <clears throat> not the whole phoenix. But somebody got a hold of the, got a hold of the ashes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is Quill going to come back with a new accent? Can he be Cajun? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Could could you do Cajun? (laughs) Aren't they eaten by a bug or something? I was gonna say she lost them all with the bugs. (laughs) 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 I think it's true. I think it's true. Are you that worried that somebody's gonna miss? Herla, me. (laughs) Herla. Herla knows better. (laughs) (laughs) We can do that. And it. It's a circle. Does it get the ceiling too? For creepy crawlies? It's more of a flat. Like goes up two dimensional. Two dimensional. Are you sure? uh, This little circle on this thing. It's a radius. (laughs) I'm just saying, because if there was a creepy spider, I want it dead too. (laughs) Is Boudreaux scared of spiders? I don't know. That's the reason he doesn't like chaos. Elsie is scared of spiders. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Okay, sorry. Move on to the next person. Okay.